Good evening and welcome everybody to this week's edition of Two Up Top Football with myself, Gav Mack, and we've got Alex Osborne and Ed Hall. Hello everybody. What's up, man? Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome down. Right then, on today's show, we will be discussing... There it is. And the club gradings. We've got the Manchester clubs this week. And then we'll also be talking about uh, Newcastle, Norwich and Sheffield United. And also, there's been some breaking news. We did want to talk about it later on in the show um, with the stance on furlough um, in football, furloughing staff in particular. But it's broken in the last 15, 20 minutes that Liverpool are no longer the scorn of life anymore. And they've decided to opt against furloughing their staff and actually paying out uh, as normal. So, gents, um, I might come to Ed first, actually. Ed, being a Liverpool fan, what are your thoughts on that? It's disappointing when it happens. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a stance a lot of companies, not just in football, have chosen to take. And I think, um, I think the fact it comes down to taxpayers is what upsets a lot of the fans but I think you're going to be quite quite naive to to wonder why a, why a business would want to save as much money as possible um, I just don't like the effect it has on Liverpool as a club because the criticism then happens of Liverpool when it's the management in charge it's like if it was for example Arsenal you wouldn't want to be tarnished with that brush would you but it's mm. you know it's, it's, I'm glad they've um, reversed it yeah Alex what are your thoughts on it it's funny how Ed mentions Arsenal there because I was just about to compare, uh, uh, having known about the situation, what happens at Arsenal. So the situation there is, I've uh, said that they wouldn't uh, furlough their staff. However, uh, the vast majority of the matchday staff that do work at the Emirates on game day are agency. And it has been, I have done a bit of research and found that it's actually the agency who haven't done the, uh, who, who've taken the decision not to pay them. Now, uh, you could say, well, Arsenal as a football club should then step up and should then cover those costs. And I don't know if that's the same situation that was happening with Liverpool. If Liverpool have a vast majority of the matchday staff who are on an agency contract um, and they that, that was the same situation there. I don't know. I haven't looked into it uh, as much as that. So I can only uh, applaud Liverpool for actually saying if it's true that they're going to say, no, we're not going to allow that to happen and uh, allow their matchday staff to receive full pay. Uh, but it would be interesting to know if that was the case with Liverpool, if it was all majority of agency staff who work in the, uh, at, at Liverpool on a match day, for example. Yeah, because they was going to pay the full salaries of um, direct employers. That information. Yeah, so um, from my, my point of view, I, I think it always, it, it, the clubs should have always been looking at paying their staff as, as a whole anyway. There's, there's five clubs that are, well, take one out being Liverpool now, but Tottenham, Newcastle, Bournemouth and Norwich. Now, I understand why someone like a Bournemouth or a Norwich would be involved in that because, for instance, Bournemouth, 85% of their, of their income goes out on player wages which is crazy if you think about it because of the size, you know, not necessarily the size of the club, but they're, they're a Premier League side, you know. Is that true? I want to throw the challenge flag on that because if that's true, that I'm sure that goes against FFP. Um, because it's, it's, I'm sure it's, it's F, part like of FFP... They've, they've been, they've been oh. investigated for FFP before. Um have have have, uh, have Bournemouth and there, there have been a few irregularities you know they don't really spend a, a great deal of money um, because of it in terms of going out but in terms of what their outgoings are it, it, it's quite a lot but you've got to look at the size of their stadium you know Dean Court whatever you want to call it you know it only holds like 12,000 fans so if you're only holding 12,000 fans it, it, and if you're not going to take the mickey with your with your ticket prices you know, where else are you meant to get that money from? They're not a big, they don't pay big, big on wages either. Uh, the highest earner is, is Callum Wilson and he's on 60k a week, which when the average wage of a Premier League player across all, all professional players in the Premier League is 63,000, then they're paying a lot less than, than everybody else. So, but, um, but yeah, I think the furlough situation should never have happened with any top flight club. You know, the Premier League pay out enough money 
But uh, but that's that's my thoughts on it. I'll be keen to find out what what everyone else's thoughts are on that. Anyone who's watching the show or anyone who cares to put their two quid's worth in for sure. So um, but yeah, without without any further ado, I think we'll uh, we'll get cracking and um, start with uh, going through some clubs. Now um, we're starting with Manchester City as we continue going in our uh, alphabetical order. Um, it's a clean sweep of B's. Everyone, everyone, everyone's gone with a B. Now, um, who should we start with? Alex. Alex, what, what, what are your reasons for, for giving Man City a B grade? Before you go, I'll just run through the stats quickly, of course. Um, Manchester City, second in the league. Um, 18 wins, three draws, seven defeats, 68 goals scored and 31 conceded. So for me... Man City really can be summed up in a couple of points, really, for me. The main, the main point is the poor injury, because um, I feel that if he hadn't have got injured, the, where he was out for like three, four months, a good, the majority of this season, having looked at the uh, amount of appearances that each team, uh, each member has played um, of the uh, first team squad, he's by far, out of all the first team players, you would consider a starter, an important player. He's only played eight times uh, this season so yeah, far. And, um, minutes, so, uh, to his name, 500 minutes is not enough, is it? No, exactly. And he was integral in a their uh, their championship, uh, the, the retaining of the championship last year, and then also gave him that boost in the season before when he came in midway through the uh, season at the uh, towards the end of the January transfer window and helped cement their place at the top. I know they were. They were quite clear at the top when he arrived, but they had a few injury issues at the time he, he did bring in. That's why they brought him in. Um, but uh, it, it can be summed up the fact that he... ...for them because he's their best centre-half. Uh, he, he has that uh, trait that I like in a centre-half. He's a left-footed player uh, as well, which gives that balance to the back line. And um, it also meant that when you look at their squad some strange reasons. City only really had what you would consider three centre-halves going into the season. And mm. that was madness. I'd, I'd really, for, for a team like Man City to, to only go in with those numbers, lack of numbers at the centre-half position was uh, being risky to say the least, especially with a club um, of the spending power that Man City is, but maybe having knowing now knowing what uh, we know about the uh, financial fair play aspect, they couldn't go and spend that money on a centre half. So you know, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, that really is the main talking point for for City because I feel like if he hadn't got injured, they would be a lot closer to Liverpool than they are right now. Although I certainly wouldn't think that they would be within. Um, they would be within about five, six points of Liverpool and the, the title race would still be wide open as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and possible reasons for going for a beat. I've actually got a list of um, all the players who got injured this season. They um, So they lost, and these have been for significant periods. They lost Aguero, Laporte, as just mentioned. Sane's been injured since effectively the start of the season. Mm-hmm. David Silva, Rodri, who was brought in to be a replacement for Fernandinho, a future replacement. So Fernandinho, when he's had to drop back in that centre-back role, there's been no one to fill in because Rodri's been injured. They've had Edison out for a, sp- a spell. John Stone's out for a spell, hence why Fernandinho's been there. Benjamin Mendy, injured as always. And Zinchenko's been plagued with injuries this campaign. So if you compare that to, to Liverpool's, you can see why there was a distinct disadvantage. But they, 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 at the start of the season, they looked no different. You, a quick 5-0 away win at West Ham, you thought, here we go. Yeah, the, exactly. Um, the opening day of the season as well, away from home. Exactly. And then I think they went on, I think they drew, won two, drew one with Tottenham. And then the infamous loss to Norwich happens, the 3-2. Yeah, yeah. And But then the following week, they won 8-0. So, yeah. again, yeah. So, and I, think, um, I, think it, I think it was in that Norwich game where Laporte got injured. I think yeah, that probably. was the game. I think that was the game where he got injured, yeah. Uh, but as you say, the very next game, he bounced back with an 8-0 victory. So people were probably not thinking that uh, anything was going to be the issue there. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think, I think if you compare him as a top flight team to other years, but you compare him to, um, you compare him to Manchester City over the last two or three years, don't you? And they, yeah. when they played, lost to Liverpool 3-1 on November the 10th, they had fell nine points at that point. And despite mm. all them injuries, they'd also lost 
leader in company. So I really struggled to pull that back. Mm. Yeah, yeah so I, I mean, like, I'll, look, I'll look at some of their results and, you know, the games that they've lost. So I'm just going to run through all their defeats in the league this season. So we've, we've alluded to the, the Norwich game, 3-2. They lost to Wolves at home, which at the time was such a shock. But if you think about it, it's not so bad now. Um, but that was that was two goals in the last five, ten minutes. I think Woody Bolly's, Woody's got, Bolly's got one both. Or, uh, I know he's definitely scored one of them. They lost 2-1. The Liverpool game that you just mentioned there, Ed. Um, they lost 2-1 at home to Man United. They lost 3-2 away to Wolves. They were 2-0 up in that game. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Spurs away. And they lost 2-0 to Manchester United. So the names on, on paper, the games that they lost, it's not necessarily embarrassing as such but if when you look at what Liverpool have done obviously they've just gone on and barnstormed everybody so I don't know I'll, I'll look back at the grade and as I said before I've given them a B grade as well but I don't know now whether I'm being nice or being harsh because it's such a freak season for everybody else um is is, is B where is where is where should they be are they are they meant to be closer to I mean, let's let's just point out that like, I know it's they're not um, it doesn't mean much in the title scheme, but they've actually still got a game in hand. So let's say they win that and they get sixty points. I think there's twenty one points remaining. Um, if they if they win their have they got a game in hand. Um, 20, they do have a game in hand. Yeah, they do have a game, got a game in hand. So if they win if they win that game in hand, um, there will be nine games left. So possible twenty seven points. 27 points. So, so they could end on 87 if they win all those. That's not poor for a second place finish. I mean, I doubt no, they will that win wins all their the, games. That wins, that wins titles. Yeah, wins so titles in most seasons. Let's, let's say they probably get about 79, 80 points. They could probably get more. Based on the injuries they've had, I don't think, you, I don't think it's the worst of seasons. It's just so far off the mark of their previous seasons. I'm going to ask you um, a question very quickly um, the, for the pair of you. You've got 30 seconds each-ish. Um, Phil Foden, what does he need to do? Does he need to stay or does he need to move on? Yeah, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay because David Silva's retired at the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's certainly yeah. leaving the club. And he would be the logical uh, replacement to step into his position. And he will be, what, 20 I think Phil Foden when it comes to next season or he'll yeah. certainly turn 20 during the season and I feel that would be a certainly a, a, a good age for him to, uh, to to play on a more regular basis and I mean if I look at it he's actually played quite often this season anyway I mean a lot of those a lot of those appearances will be like five minutes because he, mm-hmm. he comes on like at the very end but um in all competitions, he's actually played 26 games this season. So, or he's made 26 appearances. So that is not bad for a player of his age trying to break into the Man City squad. So um, I certainly foresee that going up and up next season. I think he's, I think he, I think he's best to stay there now. Yeah. Ed, what do you think? About Phil Foden. Should Uh, he stay or should he leave? I I was, I'd I'd agree with Alex's point. Mm-hmm. based upon the opportunities I, I, he should get. But if he doesn't get them, I'd be handing in a transfer request as soon as January. Yeah. At least yeah. for a loan. Yeah. You just have a conversation. If they give you assurances, they have to play you. If they don't, leave on loan or leave permanently. I mean, just looking at their... Oh, go on, I was going to say, just looking at their squad, if they don't make any additions in that area, with David Silva gone, his, his competition is Fernandinho, Ilkay Gundogan, Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne uh, and uh, you could say Bernardo Silva as well uh, but I think Bernardo Silva plays more as a wide player doesn't he, um, he does so um, I mean they usually play three in the cent- three, three in the middle and that's what one two three including him for five players five, five players for three positions across the whole season he, he would be he would be stupid to leave unless as I say they make a signing in the summer of a major signing anyway yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, personally, I think he should go to Germany or something like that. You know, go go grow over there. Um, let's go on to Manchester United. Manchester United in fifth place at the moment as we stand. Uh, Twelve wins, nine draws, uh, eight defeats. They've scored forty-four goals. They've conceded thirty. Um, they're unbeaten in their last eleven games. Ollie is back at the wheel. Um, going <laughs> to the uh, going to the the gradings. I've gone with the B grade. Um, Alex has gone C. Ed has gone to see. We'll start uh, this time with Ed. Manchester United, they are a team which are so inconsistent. 
so mm. unbelievably inconsistent. I mean, um, I think I've got um, some stats here. So week one, they opened up with a 4-0 win against Chelsea. Yeah. They then didn't win again until week five with a 1-0 win over Leicester. And then mm-hmm. the following win didn't come until week 10. Yeah. At home to Norwich. Three wins and you're opening 10 games. But they've beat the likes of Tottenham, Manchester City. That, but they, they, they can't string victories together. That's that's the problem. Yeah. And I think they'd be happy sitting, was it three points off Chelsea mm-hmm. with still a potential European spot base with Man City's ban. But and they've also lost Pogba and Rashford for a significant period of time. Yeah, Rashford's got fourteen Premier League goals this year as well. So, that's but a I just loss. I still don't think he's the man. I still don't think Solskjaer's the man. I just think I just think they still don't have a style of football to me. They just go out and grind results, and yeah. that's every other game. Alex, what are your thoughts? I'm still not sure about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. However. Uh, I would hope that they would stick with him still. He's he's still only been in the position now, really, full time a year, hasn't it? It's about it was about this time last year when they when they confirmed his uh, permanent managerial shift, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, even though he'd been in charge for a good few months before. Now within that year, uh, well, within these what you call it, what 15, 16 months he's been in charge. They've had a wildly fluctuating form as you know the when he first came in they were unbeaten or they won 10 straight was it something like that they won 10 or 11 straight um when he first and then they out, had yeah. uh, and then they had a, a, a quite a bit, bit of dip, dip in form and they've been inconsistent throughout most of the season but as gal said they have uh, for the last what was it unbeaten in 11 so uh, yeah, i, I think unbeaten in the last 11 uh, I, I think Man United, uh, I think they're turning the page a little bit here. And they. I think they made some shrewd... Their, their transfers have actually been quite shrewd for me. Harry Maguire, I know people were going to go on about him, the amount of money they spent on him, but I think he's a very good signing at centre-half. Aaron Wambazaka, excellent signing at right-back. Uh, and uh, I like the signing of Daniel James as well, because even though he might not be, he might not be top quality, however, he's young... He's going to improve and he's quick. And if he doesn't quite work out, they're going to make a profit on him regardless of what he, because of what he's already done for them, uh, especially in early on in the season, you know, when he was scoring quite, he scored quite a few goals to begin with, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, and then the, well, I suppose that you'll say their signing of the season would be Bruno Fernandes. 100%. Apparently the best, yeah, best midfielder that's ever played in the Premier League, apparently. So, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I certainly think that Man United season can be summed up with their shrewd transfer business and with the players that they're being linked to currently. I'd say watch out the Premier League because if they do get the players that they are linked to, then I can see them breaking into the top two for the next season. End of the day, Manchester United are still Manchester United. You know, their exactly, name will yeah. carry so much weight. It doesn't matter what they're doing. If they if they, they could be 14th in the Premier League and it's still Manchester United. I mean, like, there's talk, you know, that they might get James Sancho. There's talk of like, Haaland, you know. And people are going, oh, well, Man United, they're not in They're not in the top four. They're not in the Champions League this year. So, like, why, why would they anyone want to go there? It's because they're Manchester United. That's why you'd want to go there. You want to be part of what is happening now to then propel you into the future. I look at players like Fred. Everyone took the mick out of Fred when he first signed, which is mad because if you actually watched football and understood a little bit and saw a bit of Fred when he was playing for Shakhtar, you'll see that he's an absolute baller in the middle of the park. And in the last three to four months in particular, well, prior to the prior to the breakup, I think we we're actually able to see the real Fred and what he's all about. McTominay, you know, he's been been an absolute revelation they they truly missed him when he was out injured for that time and as you guys alluded to before um awb and uh and, and bruno fernandez big big players for manchester united i think they need another center half to go partner uh, partner maguire with and even though they've got rashford and hopefully he could st- like he could get fit and stay fit they really do in my opinion, need an out-and-out number nine. I don't think a Galo is the answer, but as a as a quick, cheap option, then, yeah, why the hell not? He scored a couple of beautiful goals for them and that, but they, they really need that. Uh, one thing I want to um, um, ask you boys about, um, Manchester United in the Premier League haven't had any red cards. 
Would you say that's good discipline or a lack of backbone? It's good discipline. I mean, it could be discipline. It could be potluck. I mean, <laughs> what's their yellow cards? Uh, 50 odd. They're on 50. They've got 53 yellow cards, but a lot of them are silly, silly cards. They're not really, you know, they haven't really got an, an enforcer anymore. If you look at the Man United of old, you know, like going way, way back when they had people like, you know, Roy Keane in the middle of the park, they haven't got that anymore at the back when they used to have, you know, uh, like Vidic, you know, Vidic w- w- was a shoe in for three, four red cards a season. <laughs> but you know that when he's playing, he's gonna he's gonna go throw his weight around. You know, they, do, you, that do you think that comes hand in hand with having sufficient backup? I mean, if Harry Maguire swings a foot, gets a red card, are they confident with what fills in for him for three games? Yeah, it depends who, who they're going to be looking at. You know, it's, you got. Uh, <laughs> You know, you can have a look at look, Phil Jones coming and fill in for you, you know. Uh, is Lindelof right right for them, you know? He's, um, he's better than Phil Jones. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, uh, by, he, can't, he can't buy a fit uh, run of games at the moment. He's plagued with injury, but I, I quite rate him as a defender. Mm. So, yeah, our grading's there um, on the screen for you once again. Um, I've gone with a B grade. Um, Alex and Ed have both gone with a C grade. Um, Newcastle United. Um, Newcastle, 13th place. And they've got nine wins, eight draws, 12 defeats. They've scored 25 goals in their time um, in, in, that, uh, in that time period. And they've conceded 41 goals. Um, let's get those gradings on there. Um, Alex and Ed have gone with C. Oh, um, Alex gone with C minus. He has, yeah. Um, Ed has gone with a C, and I've gone with an E. And I can tell you why I've gone with an E. Uh, and the reason why they've got an E and not an F is because of their league position. They are a shocking, shocking team. They struggled in the cups. They've bought a striker for 40-odd million who's had one goal, considering he's played pretty much every game in the Premier League. He's only missed one game in the Premier League. Um, he started 25 and and, and uh, come on as a sub in two of those. He's got more minutes than Alma, um, than everybody else, barring Almiron and their goalkeeper. Um most of their goals have come from defenders. They've scored 12 goals from set pieces, which is a positive. I think that's another reason why I've given them an E. Uh, their top goal scorer is, is John Joe Shelby. Um, 12 of their goals have come from defenders. It's I, 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 I'm, I'm embarrassed by Newcastle. I really am. They're, um, they honestly believe that they're a big, big club. They're not a big club. They're just a well They're a big club. English club. No, they're, they're not. They're, they're, a big, they're, they're a well-supported club. That's what they are. They're a very, very well-supported club. They're in a, they're in a city or a town, whatever you want to call it, with, with one team in it. So everybody supports them. And, and it's, do you know what? I've been to Newcastle on, on the beers and stuff, and it's really nice to see that you won't see an Arsenal shirt, a Man United shirt, a City shirt, a Liverpool shirt. If you see a football shirt, the only thing you will see is black and white stripes. And I love... I absolutely adore the passion that Newcastle have, but as as a team, they 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 I don't think they deserve to be anywhere near the Premier League. I don't know what your boys think. I, I kind of disagree. Um, well, yeah, um, I just think I think I think Newcastle are Newcastle. That's where they're at. They've not got the finances to move forward. But I, I had a look at a lot of the praise that was given to Rafa Benitez, a manager I'm obviously fond of. Rafa Benitez in his last two years got a 45-point finish and a 44-point finish. Uh, Newcastle United currently sit on 35 points with 27 points remaining to play for. I can't see why they can't finish above what Rafa achieved. They have won nine games this year. That is only three games less than Manchester United, who you've given a B. You know, I mean, based on the, the, the football you see, I think it's... Good enough. I mean, they've got wins against Tottenham. They've actually got wins against Manchester United. They're a team who always seem to beat big teams. Last year, they beat City 2-1. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think the football's fantastic, but I think they do as well as they can. Steve Bruce has done well, considering the criticism they've been under. Um, yeah, that's what I've got to say on it. I mean, they did mess up with their record signing from the MLS. Um in well, oh, in no, I think that I think that Joe Linton, you on about? He's, yeah, that's he's, what we call him. He's, he's been poor. Yeah, six goals, only two Premier League goals. But oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's um, 
that's Almiron. Yeah. Yeah, that's Almiron. Um, that, that, that's from Atalanta. I thought, you, I thought you were giving a bit. Of, I thought you were giving a uh, giving a bit of praise to um, to Joe Linton, but um, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have to see that. But, but that's why I give him a C because that is Newcastle right now. I I don't. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? Um, yeah, Alex. Tell the two signings really. Uh, bad signing in Joe Linton, who's a bit of a flop in my regard. You've brought a striker who is a bit of a bit of a dead horse, really. Never proved in his career to be prolific at any stage. I know he's still fairly young, and strikers can mature at different ages. I mean, most uh, prime example I can think of that is Drogba. Didn't really start hitting his peak till mid twenties, late twenties, did he? But uh, I don't. I just don't see it with him. I don't. I don't really see any of the attributes which will allow him to. Um, score, start scoring those goals because A, he's not strong enough, he's not really quick enough, his finishing is leaves a lot to be desired uh, and I just don't know where, the, where there's any flashes of hope for him to go on to that level where he will be a 15-20 goal a season striker that the kind of money that he spent on him would would, would, would warrant. The I mean, but the, uh, the on the flip of, uh, on the front of that Alan St. Maximan what a signing I believe he's been and he's been probably their bright spark for me this season he's he's provided them with uh, some flair uh, some excitement some trickery uh, ex- he's a bit of an eccentric character as well um, yeah, and like certainly prov- provided some entertainment for them I mean it was, uh, a French winger playing for Newcastle shades of David Ginola you know so uh, I-, I kind of agree with Ed um, Newcastle are just uh, uh, doing what you expected them, really. But I've, I've, the reason I didn't give them a C, which I, I feel like C is like middle of the road, you're doing the bare minimum, that's what expected. The reason I just went slightly below that is because they, they're outside of St. Maximum, their football is quite turgid. And they've only they've scored what is it the joint least amount of goals in the se- uh, so far this season. They re- as you say, they rely heavily on set pieces. And I, I don't rate Steve Bruce that much as a manager, even though he's he's done fair, he's done he's done all right with them. But I just, no, but that's based on other managerial jobs he's done in the past. He's never his teams have never really inspired. I, I, they've just kind of grind uh, football out, and that's that just doesn't appeal it's to me at all. Not very pretty, is it? No, no, no not at all. Yeah, I. I've listened to both your points and I've I have taken it on board. I really have. I just find it really hard to go to go any more than the grade that I've given them. Uh, it's they're, they're so difficult to watch. Yes, they beat Man United. That game was an absolutely terrible game. One by a perler from from little Longstaff. You know, I'm not taking that away. They're just I don't know. You know, one one positive I will give. You know, is that the, the goals are coming from everywhere? You know, they've got thirteen different goal scorers in the Premier League, and if your if your main person isn't scoring goals, you need to find <coughs> a collective of goals coming from elsewhere. So, you know, Shelby top goal scorer on five, as I mentioned before, but uh, you know, Shah scored a couple. You know, uh, Lascelles has got a couple. You know, Maximum's got one. And, you know, they're, they're, you know yeah. the goals are coming from everywhere. So, um, they're, 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 well, you, you, you say the goals are coming from everywhere, but they're, they're averaging less than a goal a game in the Premier League. So I yeah, think it's, it's more they don't know where the goals are coming from. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more yeah. the, the number the, the number of people that will score. I mean, like one another good um, uh, uh, like uh, situation that happened was their was their never say die attitude against Everton. Ninety first minute, they're two nil down. Ninety fourth minute is two apiece. You know, so they they didn't they didn't roll over, they didn't die, they just went for it, and you know, I think that's the the only saving grace for them. Um, let's move on to Norwich. Um, Norwich, they are rock bottom with their twenty nine games, five wins, six draws, eighteen defeats. Um, they've only got twenty one points. Um, you mentioned Alex that they're, they're they've got the least goals in Newcastle. That is joint with Norwich. Um, They've conceded fifty-two goals as well. With uh, we give some grades out. I um, I've gone with a D grade. Um, 
Alex and Ed have gone with E grades. Uh, Alex, talk to me about your grading. So, uh, I've gone with what I've gone with because they're very naive. Very naive way of playing, uh, Norwich. Thinking that, you know, because uh, I, look, I looked at their, uh, their the, the, the sort of the summer business that they made and they didn't really sign anybody of note uh, at all. They've kind of relied on uh, players who were playing in their team already um, from the championship. And that uh, I'm just bringing up their their transfers now. They, they I mean, their, their biggest signing of the summer was a chap, was a lad called Sam McCullum who they signed from Coventry. Uh, and that was yeah. for just, just over 4 million euro, 4 million euros. So, uh, they, they 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 didn't really didn't really invest at all in the squad whatsoever. Um, and with the style of football that they play, yes, it's entertaining. And I mean, definitely the high point of the season is going to be that three-two win over Manchester oh, City, 100%. who we've already we've already mentioned. But they've had that has been so few and far between because literally a week later or a couple of weeks later they got thumped. 5-1 at home against Aston Villa and that kind of sums up their season really for me two they haven't scored enough goals for the adventurous play you want to call it that has uh, demanded and they've left themselves quite open at the back which means they've conceded a lot of goals and really that is not a good combination and I think that their manager has to take quite some of the blame for that Um and uh, they're, 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 they're going down, as far as I'm concerned. Whenever the season is resumed, they will be relegated come season yeah, end. What, 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 you, you've, you've gone with the same grading. Um, so I agree. Just, just, because, just because I've enjoyed their football at times and they've showed me exciting games, it doesn't exclude the fact that they have been naive and they have performed poorly. I mean, they've only won five games, so you could list them off on one hand. Um, I think they register one win every 5.8 games, so we'll call it six games. If you were to base that win percentage with the amount of points remaining, games remaining, they'd finish the season um, on 27 points, which would be, despite being the fourth highest bottom place finish since 2010, it's still nothing impressive. The, I think we just all... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I think still we... If we look to the Manchester City game, the three-two, that that is the highlight thing everyone thinks of with Norwich, but everyone excludes the. Can you remember the other four wins? Um, uh, uh, Leicester is the only one off the top of my head of, of yeah, worthy notes because it was recently before football yeah, disappeared. Yeah. It's more it's more of, of, of a worthy situation. Like the other games, like they, what, did they did they beat Burnley? They beat uh, Burnley. Yeah, um, they, they beat Burnley, they beat Everton, uh, beat Man City, and they beat Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. So if they wanted as well to, as Leicester. I'm all for playing fantasy football or trying to have an identity. I praised Bournemouth for, for years. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. like it might be coming to the end of it now. But when you get to a certain point, you need to reevaluate. Even if you want to keep the manager, because he might do you good next season in the Championship, because he knows it. You still need to make him change something. Because you're just going out there and getting hammered. You need to be tighter at the back. You need to think more defensive-minded, a bit more counter-attack. But you're just, you're just going all guns blazing on teams that will tear you apart. And it is very yeah. high. I, mean, I, I, I think I, I, I agree with everything that you said. And you both mentioned about the entertainment factor. And that is the whole reason why I've gone with a D. Because there's no denying, you know, they have been so fun to watch this year because they don't care and there's been a couple of games where they've been really unfortunate uh, in terms of the result you know they should have beaten Man United earlier on this season I think they lost 3-1 that game in the end um, they should have beaten Arsenal they drew two apiece in that game they should have beaten Tottenham home and away and mm-hmm. they were unfortunate in that but they they didn't ever change their mentality. Now, that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing because they've thought, do you know what? This is the way we play football. But it's bad because everybody knows this is what you're going to expect. Um, two massive players for me um, that have made a massive difference. Todd Cantwell. If anyone who watches the show or listens to the show knows how much I love Todd Cantwell. Todd Cantwell. Excuse me. He came from. He came from. I think he came through the ranks at Coventry as well before moving over. So he 
Will, he is a Premier League footballer and he deserves everything that will come from him in the future. He scores six goals. He's got two assists in the Premier League as well, which I think is brilliant. Um, Buendia. Buendia, he is a creative animal. He's got seven goals. You, can you imagine if they had someone who was actually decent scoring goals? Because Norwich average 11 shots per game. That's quite high up. On the, on the Premier League list, but they're not scoring enough goals, as you've both alluded to. 25 goals, that's not enough. You know, they're not getting enough victories. Um, they, they, I think they've got the right idea with their philosophy, but other than that, uh, Max Ahrens, you could probably throw him in there. And um, is it, um, is it Lewis, the left back? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, there you go. Um with th those two, that you know, they're both young. They've both got opportunity to grow. But apparently, the other one that's catching the eye of some of the bigger teams is Ben Godfrey as well, the mm. centre half. He's uh, along with um, years old. Yeah, ben Godfrey, that's it, yeah. So, you know, there's there's opportunity for you know there's a, all those players are under twenty three years old. But these are players so, who will most likely be poached when you fall back down to the championship. Well, I, I I really hope for all five of those players to be playing top flight football next year. Who they play for, I don't know. But a couple of those names, I could see them going to a bigger club. Now, let's say let's say let's say Man United do end up going out and getting Madison, for instance. They okay. should be looking at a Cantwell as a replacement. I think that would be the best that you can do, and then he will go to Leicester and make a name for himself. I really think he will. Um, last up, Sheffield United. Paul F, mate. Um, I, I don't. I don't even give them a grade. They don't deserve it. <laughs> um, right, there's um, there's all the all the stats on the old screen. Uh, I've gone with A. Ed has gone with A, and Alex has gone all out. They're giving a fat A star. Nice. For the record, I didn't know we were doing stars or minuses, so I'd be with well, Alex. I've, I've only, yeah. I've only, I, I only see, I only, in grading, I only ever see a star for a star. You know, like Alex is, a, you know, he's a little bit older than than, than us lot. Um, so you know, either way, I say that he's literally one year above me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I know. He's, he's trying, he's trying to bug me off here, but he's, uh, he's still the same age as me. Give <laughs> over I gap do more than the pair of you two. That's oh, there we go. Because uh, uh, you're so about five foot one. I think one thing we, one thing we can agree though <laughs> is that Sheffield United are going to a six. Yeah, of their choice. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, literally, yeah. they they can pick whatever university they're going to. Yeah, you know, and they'll walk in and they'll probably get a scholarship. I really think they will. Um, you hope so. Alex, you start off. You tell me about Sheffield United and why they're an A star. Well, uh, it's two words for me, and this is going to be no shock to Gavin. I'm sure he could say it with me. Audience, say it with me. Uh, Chrissy Wilder. Uh, two words. That's 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 it. He's he's a genius. He he really is a genius, and he's a winner. I think that I think I think that's the main thing is that he is a winner as a as a. Yeah, I mean, you, you see his record from Oxford, Northampton, and then since he's been in charge at Sheffield United, he has it, it is he has literally done a real life football manager. Well, is he League Two winner, League One winner, second place championship, and yeah, yeah but with European like building football. himself up through the league, yeah, getting himself into the Premier League, and then overachieving with a smaller club. Or albeit Sheffield United do have a little bit of history and tradition as one of England's sort of more recognisable clubs. I think I think if you um, polled 100 fans across the country, I think the Sheffield United would be the major would be in the majority of people's minds, wouldn't they? Well, uh, I have a lot of Wednesday fans who disagree with you, but I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sheffield Sheffield United are certainly not a not a new club. Say like a Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth yeah, who have only just had recent recent success in history. They've always Bournemouth have always kind of been a a lower league team, whereas yeah. Sheffield United have got pedigree being in the top division and also having won a couple of trophies before. They've certain they definitely have won. And I'm looking at it now. They have. I know it's only once, but they did win the old first division uh, in their history. So whenever a club has won the top division, you certainly do have a bit of pedigree and tradition and history that comes with that. Now, mm -hmm. 
Um, he's made some shrewd signings and he's got the most out of them. Mainly, I'm thinking, uh, Mr. Lise Mousset, uh, where <laughs> he, he <laughs> where uh, Bournemouth wasn't able to uh, get, get the most out of him. They couldn't get a tune out of him at all. I, I literally he, moaned about him all the time and look at him, he's banging goals left, right, centre. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ollie McBurney, he's been a fairly decent signing as well. Uh, I mean, th- I mean, their record signing, Sander Burge, really hasn't played all that often this season. I was looking well, at it. Only, he's only, made... only recently been part of the side and, like, is. Well, he, he looked a bit, he looked a bit pony in his, that, in his sorry, debut. Was that, did they did they sign him during the uh, January Jan. transfer? Yeah, ah, right, okay, that, but that like, explain it then. But. His, his first couple of games, he looked a little bit like, ooh, I don't know if he's going to be alright. And then all of a sudden, he was able to he when when everything comes back and like he's fully fit, he's going to be one of the first names in the middle of the park for them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and here's the other thing as well. They 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 gave another chance to Ravel Morrison, right? And, and we we know that. Ravel Morrison was once described by Rio Ferdinand as being the most talented football player that he'd seen. Out because he, he went out on loan, he he went to Middlesbrough. But the point is, Sheffield United, we can all agree, have performed well above expectation. Currently sitting above Spurs and Arsenal in the in the table, and they're only five points off Chelsea in fourth. So they they. We've mentioned it uh, uh, numerous times. We sent halves, often one with overlapping on that side when they're attack- attacking down that down that flank. Uh, Brighton being another side who has played like that, but uh, Sheffield United for me uh, have been playing that way for a lot longer. She- she- Sheffield United, to look like I-, I honestly think that Brighton took Sheffield United's idea and they weren't able to do it as well as, as yeah. Sheffield United. Yes, that's it. Overlapping centre halves, you know the the white the, the wing back, so to speak, coming in, tucking in. It's it's, it's tactical masterclass. That's exactly what it is, Ed. It uh, is. You've gone. You've gone with the A. Well, I, I mean, defensively, this. I mean, they're absolutely solid. So I can't believe yeah. that we've we've somehow conceded less than them. Because when I think been against Allison, then I have. Um, oh, I've had a blank. Dean Henderson. Who's the Sheffield? Henderson. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson. Yeah, yeah, Dean Henderson. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. definitely has a shout for being England number one whenever the Euros does take place. And it's probably for him, it's, it's, it's actually right. a good thing that it has been postponed to next season because it'll give him an even more chance to pr- pr- prove himself. To en- enhance his reputation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to mention that the team we spoke about last time, um, Norwich. Um, they finished above Sheffield United in the Championship last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now if you doubled Norwich's points, they'd still only be a point behind Sheffield United. <laughs> the, 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 the drastic change in, in what happens in your first season in the Premier League since, well, obviously not Norwich's. Um, well, the first season coming up together. Sheffield United, if he doesn't achieve any European football, because if he does yeah. achieve Europa League football, because he has been doing this thing where he goes somewhere, succeeds, and then moves when he's still hot. Well, Chrissy Wilder is a boyhood Sheffield United yes. fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to take. It will take. I think it would take a big club like a yeah. your Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United to. Uh, yeah, I'm still here. Him. Yeah, Ed can still hear me. Um, so make a really big club for me to come in and offer him a position for him to leave Sheffield United. I think you just spit problems on your end, mate. Yeah, I think uh, I think Gav is having a few issues here. Uh, but uh, well, me and Ed will carry on talking here then. Okay. So uh, I, the the only issue the only slight concerns I would have with Sheffield United would be their uh, their attacking okay their, their goal scoring because they haven't scored an awful lot they haven't scored an awful amount of goals okay yeah uh, they've kept it very tight um, and it, yeah it's been a lot of 1-0 wins goal uh, wins by the off goal now it only takes the ball to bounce a certain way 
in three or four games for it to go against them, for them to then plummet down the table. It won't happen because, you know, uh, they, they've, they've done all the hard and, hard and groundwork at this point. However, moving forwards, are they going to be able to, uh, are they going to be able to sustain it? As I say, if they have a few unlucky breaks, which they've probably got this season. I think the the big reason they don't score, they're definitely going to have to stick some finances to the transfer market. They they don't want to run risk of losing everything they've built because the moment they exactly, start to yeah. fall, the moment they start to fall down that table, more will start to come off. Players want to leave. People, for example, someone might come in for a Dean Henderson. They need to bring the they have to bring the right people in. They can't be going in and bringing an absolute flair forward if he's not willing to do the defensive work which there Record points. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was a solid step from Northampton to Sheffield United, even though they were in the same league. No, Sheffield no, United no, were in a different. I thought there was a club. I thought there was a club before. Am I? Am I wrong? Was there not a team after Northampton? I could have swore there was a team before Sheffield and after Northampton. No, no, he, he went from Northampton to Sheffield United. Was Sheffield United um, in League uh, One at the time. They were, yeah. yeah okay. uh, I think they just they just got relegated from uh, the Championship uh, the season that Cobblers went up. So okay. even though Gav is correct in saying that they they were in the same division, it it wasn't a sideways step. It no, was he not. was going from a bigger a much bigger club <laughs> uh, in in Sheffield United. And that's when when you were having the issues, the connectivity issues there, Gav. I was saying to Ed, because uh, Ed posed a question about if they don't get Europa League, will Chrissy Wilder leave? And I said, having uh, being a boyhood Sheffield United fan, uh, I can the only way that I can see Chrissy Wilder leaving is if an offer comes in from a really big club. And I was and I mentioned Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea. You know your top six clubs. I think that would be the only only clubs that he would leave for now. Uh, from Sheffield United, in I think, my opinion, I, th- I think Tottenham is, is probably the most likely destination based on uh, the pattern we're starting to see under Mourinho. The usual steps. I mean, I don't think Mourinho. I think Mourinho will be starting there next season, of course. But unless things pick up, I can't see him going to Arsenal just because you've got Arteta. Arteta. Yeah, and um, Frank Lampard will be at Chelsea and Liverpool and Man City. He doesn't fit that book. Um, Maybe you could. Yeah. Who knows what the uh, who knows what the footballing landscape will be like in a couple of seasons' time. But that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel I've got a feeling that Gav might be having some more uh, connectivity issues here. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone again. Oh, okay. So, what did you? You went with an A in the end, didn't you? Um, there, Ed. Sorry, I'm hearing both of you. I've still got Gav. Have you? Yeah, um, I've still got Gav. 
Gav, can you hear me? Okay, then Alex doesn't have you. <laughs> Our main competitors. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise how dark my room was. <laughs> Apologies. Check yourself or you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.